You are listening to the Mic Drop Sports Podcast, dropping the mic on the top stories in sports. Now give it up for your hosts, Mike Schneid and Zach Stein. Welcome to a fantasy football episode of the Mic Drop Sports Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. You can listen to us at MikeDropSports.com, iTunes, or Spotify. Today, Zach and I are going to go through our top 10, 15 guys at each position for fantasy football this season, sort of break it down, give you some sleepers and names to watch. I know it's a, we're wrapping up week two of the preseason as we speak, and it's probably about that time where everyone starts to draft. So we have some tips for you, right? Absolutely. I'm going to try to be as subjective as possible. Uh, I, I love fantasy football. It's my favorite activity my favorite hobby so i'm gonna try to be as unbiased as possible obviously avoid hot takes like oh patrick Mahomes is gonna be obviously the number one qb like duh i'm not gonna act like some <laughs> genius with that but hopefully he can give you some tips for different kind of leagues that you're in as well because i know a lot of different people play in different formats as well so always gonna be looking out for for my fellow fantasy players Absolutely. Guys, like that could be keepers and dynasty stashes in the future. I, I did my draft yesterday, so I can spill a couple of names that I have. Um, but I'll start with running back. I feel like that's always, you know, the most popular position. That's always the most important position in fantasy. If you don't have two solid running – I know that people do this zero running back thing, but if you don't have two solid running backs, um, you're probably screwed. So I think there's a clear – line at the top so who do you have kind of you know maybe one two three four at running back absolutely before i dive in i just want to just make this announcement because i personally don't think melba gordon is going to play week one or a lot of different weeks i am just announcing right now i am not ranking any chargers running backs just because that's a complete mess of the situation so, yes, if Melvin Gordon is there week one, he's going to be up there in this top tier of running backs available. But if not, I don't think Justin Jackson and Necklar are, are RB1 type guys. So don't really want people to be like, oh, you forgot about these guys. No, I'm just not comfortable ranking them and telling you guys that this is just me personally being just avoided all-cost situations. So, that, that's um, a great caveat. I don't have Melvin Gordon in my top ten either, and I agree with Eckler and Jackson that I don't think they're good enough to be in the top ten. So – yeah, but, I'm just going to leave Melvin Gordon to the side. Yeah. So, obviously, with this, I do believe Zeke's going to be there week one. But I have, obviously, Kamara at number one. I got Zeke, two. McCaffrey at three. Saquon at four. Uh, those, those are really the top four guys. I think that you could be, you know, as safe as possible. I have Zeke one. I think... But, you know, when you look at those four teams, and I think it really comes down to Zeke and Saquon to a lot of people. And Zeke's in every Zeke's going to be there week one. I don't think there's any question about that. So I'm not scared. I also got him yesterday, but I'm not scared off at all about that. So- yeah, I, I personally think Zeke is just is as good as it comes. Uh, just with Kamara, I think he's going to be up there with close to 80 catches. This year, 70 catches. So just in PPR talks, I just think he might get a slight edge. Obviously, Ingram's gone too. But I think Latavius Murray is going to be a safe bet that that he's going to be having the exact same role as Ingram too. 
So I, I'd imagine it's the same kind of split, but we've seen the Saints being able to support two RB1s in the same offense in the same year. So it'll just it'll come down to to really the touchdowns for Kamara if he if he's in double digits or not, which gets me to him being overall RB one. Yeah, I think the thing with Zeke to me is that because the Cowboys are, you know, they're a good they're a better team than the Giants and they have such a good offense that they'll be ahead in a lot of games and it'll give Zeke a chance to to run and they'll be able to focus on him more. I'm not convinced that the Giants are a good team and that Saquon can get 25, 30 touches a game because they're going to be trailing. Now, I know he can catch the ball, but they're not going to be able to run as much in the fourth quarter whereas a guy like Zeke and even Christian McCaffrey and Kamara can get those carries. So I agree with that. I have Saquon a little bit further down. That's why that I got him at four just for that reason as well. Even though I know Barkley can catch, he's electric. But again, if they're down big in the fourth quarter – He's being more used in the pass game. The Giants are not going to be scoring as many touchdowns as these other three teams or these running backs are on. So that's just less touchdown potential for Saquon as well. Yeah, so I have Zeke, Kamara, Saquon, McCaffrey. I do love McCaffrey. Um, who do you, so now I think it gets interesting because I think there's kind of a consensus that those are the top yep. four. So. What's the rest of your what's, – what's your five? And then – so then I've got uh, – so how I do it is I've got basically those top four broken down. Then I've got my next three who I think are really, really safe. I like David Johnson, Nick Chubb, and James Conner as the next three. I know this Cardinals offense is, is super questionable, but – the thing is, is their offensive line is really bad. So that that's bad for David Johnson running. Uh, but I think rushing, he's still going to just get so many attempts that he's going to at least be able to get 900 rushing yards. But Kyler Murray is going to have no time. And David Johnson is so lethal in the backfield. I think David Johnson is going to be the David Johnson of old and be in those high reception areas where it's just PPR machine where I think he's going to be super safe. Yeah, I agree. I think he – this was the – um, the word on him last year, and I think this year he's a chance to go for a thousand yards rushing and receiving because of the tempo that they're going to play at, because Murray's a major upgrade on Josh Rosen. So I'm high on David Johnson this year. I think he's the fifth. I have him ranked five. I have Le'Veon ranked six, even though I said on the NFL Prediction podcast that I was weary of him with injuries. I am. I think there's a lot of, I think there's more red flags on Le'Veon Bell than anybody else in the top 10. But at some point, you got to just go with the talent. So I go with Le'Veon Bell and then James Conner at seven and then Nick Chubb at eight. I I still want to see Chubb um, with a full year, with the full load of carries. I think he's outstanding. Um, but yeah, I have yep, him at But eight. huge for fantasy owners and just confidence that the Browns did trade away Duke Johnson. So that was just talent-wise the biggest threat to – to eat up a little points from Chubb early on in the year. Obviously, they add ODB, so they're going to be you know throwing a little bit more, but they're going to be scoring a lot of points. Kareem Hunt's not back till week eight, so there's no threat there early on. So as long as Chubb is healthy, the, the opportunity is through the roof. And then I know that you mentioned Bell, um, and that's where sort of my next tier comes in here, like through the, the, the eight through ten guys, is now my questionable guys who the opportunities are going to be there. And that's guys like Dalvin Cook, Le'Veon Bell, Damian Williams, and then Joe Mixon. These are guys where Cook's had 
health issues. But when he's out there, he's been a no-brainer RB1 potential. Gets so many opportunities, gets a lot of points because he breaks off for big yards. Le'Veon Bell, the opportunities are going to be there, but totally different offense than he was with the Steelers, so I'm a little low on him. And then Damian Williams isn't going to be a running back by committee, but we've seen the Chiefs always find a way to get a bell cow. But Damian Williams has never averaged more than like 13 carries a game in his career, so that's a huge uptick in production, but it's the best offense of the league. So question mark there. And then Joe Mixon, where I'm just low on the Bengals. Uh, I just think bad offensive line, bad quarterback, A.J. Green's out, he's going to be faced back lines, but he's going to have tons of opportunity just because – he is their offense. Yeah, I agree. I have, I have Joe Mixon at nine. I, he's super talented. He probably has like top five talent, but that offense barn is atrocious. The offense is atrocious. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have to get production from somewhere, I guess. I have kind of a stunner at 10. I like Marlon Mack. I think he's the clear number one guy. The Colts returned all five offensive linemen from a year ago. Andrew Luck is banged up. Um, no one really knows quite what his status is, so they might favor the run game a little bit more. And they're a good team who, again, could have leads late in the game. So I think Mack is the guy to kind of get at that kind of uh, low-end running back one, high-end running back two. I like Mack right in the middle of RB2 range. I, I do like him. I think he's really good. Um, yeah, this next tier – are, is basically guys I'm high on. I, I, I'm breaking this into three. I really like David Montgomery on the Bears. I think they're going to really, really him. get him involved with a lot of carries, get him involved in the pass game, which Jordan Howard was unable to do last year. So I think that's going to bump Tariq Cohen down a lot because Montgomery is just so skilled. I'm super high on Chris Carson this year on the Seahawks. They want to get him more involved. Uh, in the passing game, he's going to keep the amount of carries, if not increase it, because Mike Davis is gone. And then I also like Aaron Jones on the Packers. All right. So my next, I have a lot of contrast here, which I love. So my next four is Dalvin Cook, who, if he could stay healthy, is a monster. Carry on Johnson, Devontae Freeman, who again with the health, and Damian Williams. Here's my thing with Damian Williams, because you mentioned, you know, the number of touches that he's had throughout his career and that he hasn't had. I have a guy who I'm absolutely devastated that I couldn't get uh, in my draft. Darwin Thompson, a sixth-round pick out of Utah State. He's the guy who, by the end of the year, is going to take Damian Williams' job, I think, in that backfield. He's going to overtake Carlos Hyde at some point as the number two, and I think he's going to be what holds Damian Williams back from being a true running back one. Interesting. I saw a a really negative tweet about him today, actually, um, where he got awesome, uh, where uh, Eddie Reed took him out of uh, a drill or whatever because he wasn't doing it right. But I, I mean, that's you know nothing big, but uh, but yeah, he's but he is on the radar. Fun. I get that. It, it, it's a good sleeper pick for end of drafts for stash or maybe you know mid season uh, fab pickups if you guys do fab or waivers or whatever. So um, I, I sort of get that. But I, I don't think either of us have mentioned Todd Gurley yet. I was so that was going to be my next question for you. Was this was such a hotly discussed topic at my draft yesterday because all the Todd Gurley articles come from like the fantasy community and people ranking him, you know, seventeen, eighteen, or in the twenties. I can't find a single article from a credible Rams source about Todd Gurley. Does anybody actually know? 
what his health is or like what his situation he, is? He can get up to speed uh, is what they just said, that he was able to get up to 20 miles per hour again, which is great. But all the hesitancies I've heard is how many times can he touch the ball this year? How effective is he going to be if he's that bell cow running back? I think his knees are really troublesome. So I've got him technically at RB15. For me, this is a personal avoid at all costs. I'd rather just eat my words and let it be amazing and just be like, oh, I could have gotten them. But I'd rather just go after guys who I think are a little bit more safe. I mean, Gurley could still end up being, you know, an RB1. But if his knees are as bad as they could be, he could be a mid-tier level two. So it's like, for me, it's just I, I'm i not comfortable. But I've got him here at RB13, 14, 15-ish um, just because I, I think that's a safe ranking. Yeah, I, it just – it should – it depends on your definition of you know safe and risk. If you can get a legitimate running back one in round one, and then maybe you want to take the risk on Gurley in round two. Um, if you get Gurley, you have to have Daryl Henderson. And I don't have Gurley, but I do have Daryl Henderson, and I'm super excited about that. Uh, I think they moved up in the second round of the draft to get him. So, you know, he'll, he'll break out in that offense if Gurley is hurt or if he can't. Perform. Absolutely. It's a great so, offensive line. Gurley's one of the guys – Gurley was one of the guys going into my draft that were on my do not draft list. Leonard Fournette was another one. The guy just seems like a nutcase. Um, Jaguars were terrible last year, and I think we both agreed on the NFL Predictions podcast that we don't think the Jaguars, we don't think very highly of them going into this season. He just has a lot of injury concerns. Um, Derrick Henry, I'm not that big on him. There's just, I don't know, there's something, the Titans' offense is weird and. I think they're going to be a bad team this year. And when they're trailing in games, Deion Lewis is going to be the one that gets the touches because he has that pass-catching ability that Derrick Henry doesn't really have. Um, and then Sonny Michelle is another guy that was on my do-not-draft list. They have a lot of depth in that backfield yep. between Rex Burkhead is still there and kind of anonymous now. Uh, they drafted Damian Harris. They have James White. So – there's a, and Michelle also has knee, uh, knee yep. issues, like Gurley. So, yeah, I think that rounds up my – I agree. And, and Michelle, as much as I like him and I like the opportunity the Patriots offense presents this year because I think they are going to run the ball a ton, there's just so many mouths to feed there. Um, it's kind of rare for Belichick offenses to – for their top running back performers to do that back-to-back years. It kind of flip-flops. Um, I really think James White is probably going to lead their running backs and fantasy points this year. So I think you get better value at James White than taking Michelle, whose ADP is a little bit higher than than White. So especially with PPR leagues, um, I just think, you know, with with Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon's back, they did draft, you know, some wide receivers, but James White is all reliable as well. And I think James White is might be – depending on what Edelman does this year, James White could lead that team in receptions, could come close uh, close second. So I think the James White opportunities are, are going to be there. And that that's my running back to target in that offense. I think the thing with White is it comes down to what kind of offense they're going to have. I think they're going to be more run-oriented. And if that's the case, it may not be as much White getting carries as much as he will receptions. But if Brady's going to dump it off and you know find him on this – in the slot and stuff and on slants, then yeah, I mean, white is definitely, I mean, white's a guy that you should own 
at some point. He is great for depth. I'm obviously not saying, hey, have him as your RB2. He might be, he's going to put right. up RB2 numbers, but he's going to fluctuate where, you know, one week could be six. And then, but then, you know, next week he could have 10 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. So he's got, you know, 24 points roughly or whatever. So that's kind of his floor to ceiling, but he's, he's going to be a great RB3 to own on your team. You're comfortable plugging him in by weeks. If you get an injury, he's not the worst person to play, you know, week to week. So owning James White, regardless of if, if he's RB2 or RB3, it's a smart play to have him on your roster. Absolutely. And in addition to um, Darwin Thompson, a couple of other kind of random names, Tony Pollard, who's a rookie on the Cowboys. If you have Zeke, you have to have him. I think he's going to be the starter in Miami. Maybe as soon as week one, because Kenyon Drake is hurt, but I think ultimately by the, by the end of the year, Bailey leads the team and carries. Justice Hill is the guy in Baltimore that could eventually take over from Mark Ingram. And I think Devin Singletary is the guy that will ultimately take over in Buffalo. So I agree with all those things. A lot of rookies, a lot of young guys. Um, they're definitely not week one starters. They might not even be September fantasy yeah. starters. But as you get into the season – you know, if you're confident in your roster and your starters, these are guys that you might want to stash. I agree. Uh, great stash pieces. Especially, I, I think I'm highest on Justice Hill of those guys you mentioned. I mean, we're talking – I know Seattle has been the number one run team in the league, but with Baltimore, what they're going to try to do, they're going to be trying to run the ball. And I do like Ingram. I think Ingram's going to be a really safe RB2 guy, or if you want him as an RB3 again on your bench – but I just think the wear and tear of what they're going to ask him to do, I think Justice Hill is going to be that speedy back. And I think Baltimore is going to like that toy that they drafted. I could, and Justice Hill, in late October, early November, he's going to win some fantasy games for people. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, and then one other running back thought is Josh Jacobs, the rookie on the Raiders. I'm high on him. I've been, I was always high on him coming out of the draft. So. I think the Raiders are a good spot. I know they have a sort of questionable offensive line. They did make some moves. They still have a lot of questions, but I think – I know they'll, they'll be trailing a lot, but at least in the beginning, they're going to try and get him going. Yeah, and he's, he's their guy. He, the opportunity is there for them. So if they're able to get him 15 carries in the first half of the game is still relevant, then that's 15 good carries. They're probably going to feature him in the goal line as well. So definitely expect him to, to probably lead their team in touchdowns. Um, he might play. He might be able to get to ten touchdowns because because of the the goal line opportunities that he's going to get. So I, I I think Josh Jacobs is is safe. I think you could be comfortable with him in RB two if you if you were able to get one of our top four or five guys that we mentioned as well. So uh, yeah, don't be afraid to draft him. Any other thoughts on running backs, or should we move on to wide receiver? No, I, I think we covered all the guys who, who are interesting. Um, everyone pretty much knows who else to, to feature. Uh, Chris Thompson, Darius Geese is interesting. Uh, Darius Geis uh, in Washington. Uh, I think Rashad Penny is going to be fine if you want to have him on your bench. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. So in terms of Josh Jacobs, segueing over to the wide receivers, his teammate, sort of, Antonio Brown, a guy who hasn't practiced yet, He's been wide receiver one for forever. For six straight years, he's gone over 1,200 yards and 80 catches and eight-plus touchdowns. I don't know how to rank Antonio Brown right now. Um, I'm really struggling with what he is and who he is. 
He has a helmet issue. He has feet issues. Um, I mean, this guy has plummeted from literally being wide receiver one to where do you have him? Like, I, don't I have him at know. 14. Like, that's insane. I mean, I that, at, that makes sense, but that's insane. I have him at 14, and it almost feels a little too high. But I just have to do high. it just because he's that talented. But you have to take an effect. It is a big QB downgrade. It's a big offensive downgrade. They're not going to be scoring a ton. Yes, will they be down a bunch and they'll be throwing? But he is full-on diva. And when you've seen these diva wide receivers in the league finally take that full diva approach, their stats struggle. Once Chad Johnson became Chad Ochocinco, he was not the same wide receiver anymore. And I feel like that's the trend that we're seeing, that we're going to see with Antonio Brown. So for me, even though wide receiver 14 is, is a great piece on a roster, regardless of name, Antonio Brown is on that do not draft list for me personally, even though I have him at wide receiver 14 in my ranks. Yeah, he's on that do not draft list for sure. So I'll go, I'll run through my top 12, which implies that these guys are all wide receiver one in my eyes. So I have, I have DeAndre Hopkins at one, Michael Thomas two, Julio three. Honestly, these are all interchangeable. They're all wide receiver one in my eyes. Um, Devontae Adams, four. Mike Evans, five. I'm really high on Mike Evans. I think Bruce Arians coming in to be that coach, offensive guy. James Winston is super inconsistent, but he does have a strong arm, if nothing else. So I think he'll get Evans the ball. And I think Arians is smart enough to scheme for Evans. Uh, Juju Smith at six. I don't buy this. Oh, now he's going to be double teams. He's not going to be as good. I think he's going to be even better as their number one guy, Tyree Kill. Uh, they have to keep him in the top, you know, six or seven in that offense. T.Y. Hilton at eight is getting rave reviews right now in training camp in the yep. preseason. Uh, even though Andrew Walk is in practice, it sounds like he's just uh, dominating and finally healthy. I have Odell Beckham at nine. I think he. You know, as long as he stays healthy, I think that's his biggest issue the last couple of years. But obviously, Baker Mayfield is an outstanding quarterback, so I think he'll do really well. Keenan Allen at 10, even though he's a little banged up right now, especially without Melvin Gordon, he'll have to do even more. Your boy Adam Thielen at 11, and Amari Cooper at 12. So we have very similar players in there, uh, just a little bit different order. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins at 1, Devontae Adams 2, Michael Thomas 3, Julio, four. Juju, five. I agree with you. He is safe. The opportunity is there. He might end up being wide receiver one just because of the – he's probably going to lead the league in targets, uh, maybe even receptions. It's just will the, the touchdowns be there uh, this year. Then I got Mike Evans. Then I got Odell. Then I got Tyreek Hill. Then I got Keenan Allen. Then I have T.Y. Hilton. I got Cooper up there uh, right before you. And then it's going to be one of Diggs stealing. Uh, I've got one of them is going to end up being a wide receiver one. Uh, I'm unsure of it. I hope it's Diggs. I personally have him in my keeper league. So I'm putting Diggs at wide receiver 12. I love it because I have Diggs also. So let's <laughs> do it. Um, what other – so, all right, that's great. So what other names to watch for? Chris, I told you I'm big on the Bucks offense, even though yep. I think the Bucks are going to suck. Chris Godwin is the guy that I'm really high on, I think. I mean, Bruce Arians – loves those slot wide receivers. So I think he's going to have a lot of success. Um, I think any one of the three Rams wide receivers, Cooks, Woods, or Cooper Cup, yep. are all really good. Allen Robinson, I think, bounces back in year 
two from his ACL tear. Uh, Christian Kirk, I believe, emerges as the number one guy in Arizona in an offense where they're definitely going to get a lot more snaps and a lot more plays off this year. What yeah. other names do you see? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all those. Uh, I love DJ Moore this year. I, I think he's going to be a monster. It would not surprise me if he ends up as a true wide receiver one in those top 12. Um, just depends on the touchdowns. I think the, the catches and the, the yards are going to be there. Um, I also like Tyler Lockett. I think his, his targets are going to increase. And obviously, he was the, the number one most effective wide receiver in the league last year. Him and Russ Wilson broke a record where it was a perfect QBR together. So they clearly have great uh, rapport. Uh, Doug Baldwin's gone now. So I think that just opens up for Lockett to, to take advantage. Um, A.J. Green's a guy who is on the do not draft list for me, uh, missing a few games already. But once he comes back, I still think he's going to be in that wide receiver 16 range. Agree with the Rams. I like Chris Godwin. I think he's safe. I, I like Josh Gordon. Um, I still like Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd, Allen Robinson, Robbie Anderson. Um, so yeah. you like everybody. I do like everybody. <laughs> I wide receivers. I mean, with the top 30, I, I like it. Obviously, you need to secure if you're going to have, you know, any shot. you you got to have a, a good, strong wide receiver uh, trio. So you got to be able to find a way to, to get one of these top wide receivers, if not two. Um, and then you got to try to to get guys. I, I like, like I said, I like Godwin. I like Cooks. I like DJ Moore. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I like uh, Julian Element could be a PPR machine. I just don't think the touchdowns are going to be there this year. Um, but it's uh, you gotta you gotta shore up. You gotta get these guys and and good offenses. I agree. I think the other key is kind of identifying those guys that could be like an occasional um, wide receiver one from week to week. I think a guy like Kenny Galladay is going to put up wide receiver wide receiver one meaning starting wide receiver or not overall. You know, like Kenny Galladay could do that on a week to week basis. I'm super high on Curtis Samuel across from DJ Moore. So yeah, I think it's identifying those kind of third, fourth-tier wide receivers. And then, so quarterback, I, Patrick Mahomes is obviously quarterback one. Yep. No, no brainer. <laughs> the, yeah, we talked about it. He's going to regress in fantasy. And regress sounds bad. It's not bad, people. He just had that ridiculous of a year. I think it's nearly impossible to do it two years in a row. Um, obviously defenses now have a full year of tape on him. So they're going to be able to adjust. He's still probably going to lead the league in touchdown passes. He's going to lead the fantasy league in points. So yes, QB one, no doubt. But is he going to have all these 40 point weeks that he had last year? Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. I mean, he's going to regress to the point that he's not going to throw 50 touchdowns. Like you said, I think, you know, I'm huge on a guy like Watson. Who can I love Deshaun Watson. He's my other keeper. I love Baker Mayfield. He was my keeper, so I'm super high on him. I think Rodgers bounces back. I know we agreed on that, that he's going to kind of come in with a vengeance. Uh, if Andrew Luck is healthy, he's probably a good play, but I don't know if he's yeah. healthy. If Andrew Luck's healthy, he, he's number three. I've got him as number three right now. He's probably being kept in my league, so I don't have an opportunity to go get him. Uh, personally, I, I'm not ready to declare do not draft yet. Um, I did see a video of him warming up on the field the other day, uh, really testing his ankle, and he looked fine. Um, I love 
Matt Ryan, I hope my league mates don't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan only plays three games outdoors this year. That is my my little wow. quiet little tidbit for you guys right there. So my wish I knew that yesterday. Yeah, uh, Matt Ryan <laughs> only three games outdoors. So I think Matt Ryan has a chance to to repeat what he did last year. Um, again, yeah, I agree with you. Rodgers is high. You can never go wrong with Breeze. But for me, Breeze is almost on the, the void list um, just because he is so Jekyll and Hyde. Great indoors, bad outdoors. He cost a lot of fantasy teams uh, playoff wins last year because he did not perform in the playoffs. I think that's going to be you know, the same. I like Russ Wilson. I like Kirk Cousins for fantasy. I love Phillip Rivers. I love Cam. I love Wentz. I don't love Russell Wilson because I don't. This all—it's a weird offense. They it is were very run heavy last year, and Wilson just simply didn't get the volume he needed to be a successful QB one. So I don't know that I. I mean, the talent. I mean, he's obviously he's the top five quarterback in the NFL. I just don't know fantasy wise if Russell Wilson um, is that good. And here's a little side note on quarterbacks. I have this one pet peeve that I just despise. If you're playing. A, one quarterback league, I hate the people that take two quarterbacks, especially when you're drafting a guy like Mahomes or Watson or, you know, Rodgers. If, if Mahomes gets hurt, you're screwed anyway. So what's the difference? Um, I just don't know what the point of having, like, and I've seen people have Mahomes and Ryan. Like, what would be the point of having Matt Ryan on your bench? For uh, yeah, fifteen that's... weeks, for 15 games, other than the one game that Mahomes has a right. buy. If you're going to have a guy like Ryan – then maybe you want a guy like, I don't know, Lamar Jackson. Like maybe you want to have a backup as insurance in case Matt Ryan has a difficult matchup. Um, maybe you want to mix and match guys like, you know, Lamar Jackson with his rushing, Phillip Rivers, Jared Goff, uh, maybe Kyler Murray. Maybe you want to mix and match a couple of guys and go on matchups. But if you have uh, like Watson or Mahomes, you don't need the second quarterback on your roster. I, I agree with that. And then this is going to just be my pet peeve announcement now. It's time for every fantasy league to get with the times. Uh, quarterbacks are deep. They're, they're so freaking good. Guys like Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Sam Donald, they should all be starting every single week. They're putting up big points. Please, 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 commissioners, try to get your leagues to go get that super flex in. It makes the fantasy football season so much more when you're starting two QBs in 12 to 10 to 12 team leagues. Um, scoring is up, and that's what fantasy football is all about. Uh, having two quarterbacks starting in a week is just so much fun. And then trying to develop a team where you're able to maybe get a Watson and a Matt Ryan, that makes your team so elite and so advantaged. But uh, to accommodate that, make sure you switch down uh, your passing TDs from six points to four points if you haven't done so already. That's my fantasy tidbit. That's my pet peeve. Now go draft good quarterbacks. Wait, six, yeah, the six, the six point thing is ridiculous. Um, yeah, go draft good quarterbacks and good luck drafting a good tight end because there aren't too many of them. I think there's three it's Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz. But beyond that, where are you looking to get a tight end beyond yeah. those big three? And for me personally, obviously, it's Kelsey way at the top. Kelsey is right. a wide receiver one. So for people who might mock taking Kelsey like in a snake draft, uh, you know, at like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, that's the same thing as taking a wide receiver one. I, I'm probably not doing it. I'm, I'm going to see 
if the league reacts and lets him drop the round two. And if he's there for me to pick round two and a snake, I'm taking him there regardless, regardless of what I did in round one because he, he just gives such an advantage. I, I think Kittle's very safe. He's going to be the number one option in that offense. I think Ertz is still that third guy, but I think he's going to regress just because there are a ton of mouths to feed. Uh, they, they got another tight end, Gobert, who I think is going to be pretty effective this year. Tons of wide receivers, about six different running backs that they want to use. So I think Ertz takes a step back, but he's still above the rest. But I don't think I'm willing to pay for that price tag for Ertz that I would for Kittle or Kelsey. And then I do like O.J. Howard. I like Evan Ingram. That's sort of my next tier. So if you're skipping out on those three top guys, you must, must, must own Howard or Ingram, in my opinion. Because then I think it gets real fluky down the road. I, I, I kind of like Vance McDonald. Uh, Njoku is in a high-powered offense. Uh, Rudolph is a good uh, red zone target. Jared Cook is in a good offense. Uh, Hunter Henry is a do-not-drop guy because he is never stays healthy. Um, people are high on Jordan Reed. Uh, I don't buy it. The guy can't stay healthy. Um, but, again, he's probably the number one option. And then Greg Olson, all reliable if he can stay healthy as well. So I, those, are, those are the only tight ends that I think are worthy of having on a roster right now. Yeah, I'm big on Jared Cook just because he's in that Saints offense. I agree with Howard and Ingram kind of being the next tier behind that top tier. Um, I would stay away from Eric Ebron. He, there's no way he comes close to replicating what no he did last chance. year, especially especially if Jack Doyle is healthy. I think that was a big part of it. They'll yeah. run both tight ends out there, but Doyle will see a lot of touches too. I would really like Chris Herndon if he – wasn't suspended for four games, yep. but if you're willing to kind of take that risk and stash him, uh, Mark Andrews is another guy who quietly had a good rookie season, and Lamar Jackson can't really throw. And Lamar Jackson can't throw. So I, I think he'll look towards that tight end spot. Yeah, it's almost worth it to make sure you get one of those top five tight ends at all costs just because even though O.J., Howard, and Evan Ingram might not put up monster weeks week to week, the, the monster weeks will be there where they'll, they'll help you win games. Everything else is just such a crapshoot and fluky where uh, you just don't feel good about starting those guys. They, they, they could just be consistently five-point-a-week guys, and, and you're heavily relying on a, on a touchdown, essentially, and I, I don't like that. Um, so I'm personally going to be really targeting Howard and Ingram for me because that's the price point for where I'm comfortable at spending a tight end. I'm, I'm not Kelsey and Kittle are both being kept in my main league, so I don't even have the opportunity to get those guys. I'm certainly not going to be paying up for Zach Ertz. Um, so yeah, yeah, I have the top four guys were kept, so I I didn't have a shot at Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, or Howard. I ended up going with Mance McDonald. I do think. I mean, there's a huge void in targets in that yep. offense. And I feel like I've gone down this Vance McDonald road like four other years, and it's never worked. So, I don't know. I, I like him. I think he's great in a, in a vacuum this year. The, the opportunities are going to be there. Um, Steelers do love to pass in goal line situations. Um, so, he's going to be on the field a ton in those situations. So, the opportunities there, obviously, you know, his big weeks are going to be touchdown the line. He's never going to be a, a volume eight catch kind of guy. But, I mean, if you, if you get four catches, 35 yards, and, and a touchdown, you know, half the games of the season, you're going, to be, you're going to be just happy with that production. So, Absolutely. Any other 
Um, we're not doing kickers for defense. So, any other final thoughts on this fantasy season? I'm just super excited for it to start. As I mentioned, it's like my favorite thing. I draft a week from Tuesday, so I'm itching. Like, I haven't done any drafts yet um, except for some uh, best ball leagues. Um, so I, I'm itching to get out there and get going. So uh, uh, I can't wait. I agree. I'm just excited. I'm, I'm done talking. I'm tired of, like, talking about this and, like, all the hypotheticals and, you know, the previews. It's fun and it's exciting, but – I'm ready to play. I'm it's, ready to watch to go the, play games the games and, and talk about actual football and not just like off the field stories. Bears Packers can't come soon enough. It can't. It'll be here in a few weeks and we'll break down all of the action every single week on this podcast, on MikeDropSports.com and on Stein's Lines with all the gambling tips. Thank you everyone for listening. Best of luck to you, Zach. And to everyone listening in their fantasy drafts and fantasy seasons. And can't wait to keep giving advice throughout the year. Appreciate it. Look forward to it.